It's showtime, baby. Let's go. Woo! is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host ashman jeff trenopole and as always i bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of some of the best barbecue around midwest best baby they got uno wings they got g-funk they got ctb wings they got delicious chili dude it is awesome go check out midwest best Check out Midwest Best this weekend. Get some of their delicious chicken wings. Get some of their pulled pork sandwiches. I highly, highly recommend it. What's up to everybody? This is Sports Strawberry Ice, and as always, come, coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you've got a house, a condo, or you're looking for any of those, check out T Properties. If you've got a rental property you just don't want to manage anymore, give T Properties a shot and they will take care of the rest. And you know what I got the hat on today? We're talking NFL draft and we hit the jackpot in 2020 when we drafted Jackpot Joey. Now, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're going to nail this offseason. They're going to nail this draft. Me and Brian are going to discuss what they're going to do to, 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 to solidify this draft and get the Bengals to the Super Bowl. So, make sure you're geared up with the Jackpot Joey stuff. Uh, right, we got hats, hoodies, all that stuff. Remember, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. So, you're not only wearing cool stuff, you're also supporting Joe and his foundation. What is up to everybody in the chat? We got Stranger in there, Rocket Bangle, Johnny Paps is in there. Brad's in there, Tony Blazin, Mike Madden. What is up? Welcome to the show. All right, guys, we're talking NFL draft. It is the middle of February. Reds pitchers and catchers have started. We got the NBA season in the All-Star break. So what a perfect time to get and to get into some deep fried draft with Brian. What is up, my man? How you doing, Brian? I mean, I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. And I tell you, the next time I'm in Cincinnati, I'm definitely going to try me some uh, Midwest Best Barbecue there. I wish I'd have known about that place when I was there a few years ago. Oh, dude, I I, I will hook you up. You come, you come here, and I will hook you up. It is delicious. So they got – see, I, I can't figure out my favorite. So they got the CTB wings for, for Cam Taylor Britt. They got the Uno wings, which those are those are two of my favorites. Their G-Funk is one they're really known for. But have you ever had Grippo potato chips here, if you've been to Cincinnati? They're barbecue chips. You ever I have not. They are, to my opinion, they are the best barbecue chips around. So they have Grippo wings. And, oh, my God, they are delicious. I mean, and if you could hit on the third Saturday of the month, 
They have uh they have their their ribs in it. Oh, dude, they fall off the bone. They are delicious. So I know be a yeah. deep fried draft. You you like you like some barbecue. I, I do love me some barbecue, man. And it's uh, I was only in town for like a day and a half, so I didn't really get to uh to to explore the outlet part. Basically, <laughs> if it wasn't in and around where the stadium was, yeah. I, I didn't get I didn't get many places. So uh, definitely something I want to do the next time I go up there for a game. Uh, probably won't be this season, but uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, to getting back up there for a game at some point in the near future. Hell yeah, dude! Just hit me up. I, I will. I will take you there myself. It's about. Uh, it's on the east side of town, so I'm on the west side. It's about 45 minutes from me, so it's about 45, 30 minutes from the stadium. So it's a little bit of a drive, but it's it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth. It. They're great people. Tim and Nicole are awesome people. All right, let's get into uh, the draft here. Now we have the Bengals at 18, and what I keep saying is. I don't know what they're going to do because it depends on what's going to do with free agency. So we're going to just take this as the, the, the of what they would do right now. You know, free agency out the window. You know, we, we don't we, that that's either here nor there. Now I know a lot of people. I talked about uh, drafting Brock Bowers. That's that's the big tight end everybody wants because well the Bengals should have drafted a tight end last year <laughs> and they didn't. Um, and I think you can kind of talk about this uh, off air. My personal opinion is. Right tackle is more important than tight end. Now they could address it free agency. I don't know, but if they don't, and Brock Bowers is there, I think they're still drafted a right tackle. What's your thoughts on that? If Brock Bowers is on the board, no, I, I think he is definitely the play, and that that to me that goes even if they sign a tight end in free agency before the draft. I think Brock Bowers because last year the tight end class was probably as deep as it's ever been in at least the time that I was have, have been covering the draft. Um, this year is abysmal as far as tight end prospects yeah, go. It, it is. You have right Brock Bowers, year. you have Brock Bowers here. Then you have JT Sanders from Texas about here. Right. And then you have everybody else down here somewhere. It's, right. it's not great. So for my baseball reference people, so it's it's like an Ellie Daily Cruz strike zone. It's about this big yeah. <laughs> from yeah. top and to bottom. Yeah. From, from, from one to and that's that's the, about the chasm from tight end one to tight end three in this class. <laughs> right. And there and, and that, that's the thing. You won't have a single um universal or uh consensus opinion on who tight end three is. Like <laughs> tight end one is consensus, tight end two is consensus. After that, 10 different people might have 10 different answers. That's that's kind of where we're at. So if Bowers is on the board at 18, and I don't think the Bengals would trade up because they just don't do that. They don't do that, yeah. Even if he was to fall in that four, 13 to 14 range, I don't think they would trade make the move. But to me, the style of play that Brock Bowers plays with, you put him in this offense, I think it – because I think Tyler Boyd is gone. Yeah, I, 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 I think so too. Yeah. Higgins isn't going anywhere. Not I'm tagging him. They're, yeah. they're, the, the tag is there. He's not going anywhere, at least – for the 2024 season. Right, right. But to me, Brock Bowers can give you everything that Tower Boyd gives you right now, plus more diversity in the run game. As because despite the fact he's only six foot one and probably 235, 245 pounds, he's a hell of a run blocker. So nice. <laughs> he, he's going to give you the ability to split out in the slot, mismatch on the linebackers or safeties that way. And intention, and also basically giving you an extra blocker in the run game. So, but 
I, I think we both share the opinion here. Brock Bowers he ain't gonna be there. Ain't gonna be there at 18. Nah. I could see him going as high as five to the Chargers. I could see Jim Harbaugh seeing him there at five. Oh yeah. And, and loving having him in, in whatever offense they're gonna put in place there with Justin Herbert and those guys. So I, I think it ha- I think five is is the ceiling uh for Bowers with 18 being the absolute floor. What would have to happen to for for him to drop that far? You think? I mean, I mean, you just brought a, a good point there. The Chargers, I that's a great great point. I don't see him getting past him. I think that'd be a great fit for him and 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 the offense that the Chargers run and 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 with the quarterback they have out there. But what would have to happen? Like, we, I mean, because I keep saying you know a lot of wide receivers would have to go or quarterbacks would have to jump up, but the Chargers got a quarterback. They got wide receivers. I mean, how the how the how they get? How would he get past San Diego? Or San, I do that every time. The L.A. Chargers. It, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard to, to let that one go. That, that, that uh, was the hardest one of all the ones that have moved. Like nobody calls the, the Raiders Oakland anymore. No, no. We've all adopted Vegas. Vegas easy. Yeah, they're all Vegas. But we, we still want to see the Charger right, or, or San Diego. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Uh, you need four quarterbacks to go ahead. Okay. Easy. That that. I, I, matter of fact, I can almost guarantee you that's going to happen. Uh, I think you need at least three wide receivers, maybe four. I could see a fourth one going in that top 17. I could see it, not, not guaranteed, definitely three. And you're going to need the run on edge rushers to start before then. Maybe three, maybe four guys go ahead. And there's a range in there. I could see that as well. Plus, you know, maybe not the best thing for the Bengals is to see the run on offensive tackles start. Mm-hmm. I do think that's a distinct possibility as well. Um, you want to see some corners go uh, earlier than 18. And that's how you get Brock Bowers to the Bengals is you start seeing teams take those guys. Right. Right. Now I mean, this is, this is to be far-fetched. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think he will be here. I would love that, to, that for that to be a problem. <laughs> Bengals have to make that decision, but let's, let's get to right tackle here where, um, I think that's probably most like what they're they're going in a right tackle or defensive uh, tackle. I think again, it depends on what they do in the off season or in a free agency there. So what? Where is your right tackles uh, ranked from uh, uh, you know top to bottom, and where do you think eighteen falls in that? That who we could possibly get deepest offensive tackle class I've seen in some time, and that was saying something because we had a great class a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I think this class is deeper with more potential starters, and. I'm not ruling out the possibility the Bengals can't get an offensive tackle, a right tackle starter at 49. That's how deep I think we go here. 49. Um, I thought about that one. <laughs> now, 18, there's going to be, I think there's going to be some guys there for sure that are going to be intriguing. Um, Joe Alt is not going to be there. I think he's no. the first offensive tackle off the board. He's my right. number two offensive tackle, but I think he's the first one on the board. Okay. I think Olu Fashanu from Penn State's also going to be off the board, but ruling out that he's not. Maybe some other teams don't have some other guys ahead of him, and maybe he's there. There at eighteen, I would. I take call. it. I take I run, it. I run that card up in a heartbeat. I don't you, care. Without, that would you would you take that take him over Brock Bowers? <laughs> Me personally, I, I yes. I have Brock. If, I have, if you're if you're the Bengals, I have Fashanu. I have Fashanu number four overall on my board. Okay. I have Bowers nine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Would, okay. So ju- just on value, I take okay. Fashanu over, and, and the positional value is obviously more important there with offensive tackle over tight end. So 
but I don't think Fashano will be there. The guys that I do think could be there, though, that you would consider Marius Mims from Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, very physical uh, guy, but has only started eight games. Right, right. That's the problem. That, it's concerning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Talisay Fuaga from Oregon State, very super fun to watch. Another right tackle there. Very, very, very good job cool. pronouncing his name, by the way, too. I'm glad you said it, not me. I'm a professional, <laughs> sir. <laughs> professional out here, sir. Mm. <laughs> uh the guy that I think is intriguing a lot of Bengals fans right now at that right tackle position is J.C. Latham from Alabama. Yep. Um, and he's very, very smart, very powerful, and he's been playing right tackle. So mm-hmm. there's not – some of these guys are left tackles that you're going to have to, you know, hope that can make the move to right tackle. Right. Um, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma is another guy I saw at the Senior Bowl. I, I liked him at the Senior Bowl. He looked pretty good. Yeah, he's a very good Senior Bowl. Former yeah. tight end, great athlete. Here's where – and and I'm going to slam the Bengals here a little bit because it bothers me. Uh-huh. They do not seem to value athleticism as much as <laughs> we in the draft community value athleticism. That's why we especially, don't have, have as much of an athletic Especially athletic at the offensive line. Right, yeah. Look like, at our like, line. I'm a big believer in Raz. And, yeah. and for those who don't know, this relative athletic score, something can't leave flat started a while back, and it me- measures a player against his peers – as far as with athletic testing, the Bengals do not generally have what you would call high RAS guys across the board there at the offensive line. That's Tyler Guyton's going to be a high RAS guy. Um, is that disqualifying offense for the Bengals? <laughs> I would hope not, but it, we, we joked about it on the draft countdown podcast. I think it is. Right. Um, but to get to, so those are the guys at 18, I, I think that you're looking at. Okay. To bring it back around to 49, which yeah. I think is a more intriguing yeah. thing, you, you start bringing in guys. Uh, uh, if you just watch the national championship game against Michigan, mm-hmm. Roger Rosengarten, the offensive tackle from Washington, you would have said he's a seventh rounder, undraftable. But every game before that was great. He just got <laughs> – that was a bad night at the office yeah. uh, for, for Roger Rosengarten. But he, he looked great at the senior bowl, and he's another uh, right tackle – uh, guy from there. I think he's available or could be available at 49. Uh, Jordan Morgan from Arizona, I think, is going to be another good athlete at the position. Kingsley Suamatea from BYU. Gesundheit. He's a uh, – he's you don't generally – I'm stereotyping BYU players here, but you don't generally see younger players yeah. come out of BYU. He's only 21 years old. He's still got a lot of uh, developing to do. Very wrong. Now that that scares me because the Bengals haven't have been not able to developed offensive linemen well. Yeah. Yes, I, I, and I and I feel that a hundred percent. But I'm just bring, bringing his name right. up there for right. uh, purposes. And Patrick Paul from Houston is another guy that I think um, would be available in that maybe in that forty nine area um, that that could that has right tackle starter upside that you could look at. And then there's a few other guys I think that Cahill could be available at in the eighties. Um, that would be intriguing as well, but I don't know that they're going to get that far down the board without having right. an office. Now, let me preface this by saying that the office tackle could be in one of the deepest positions this year. Last year, tight end was one of the deepest positions. We went over seven. Yes. Yeah, uh, like two That's... years before that wide receiver was considered all time deep class. We went over there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine doing they're, the post draft press conference and going 0 for 9 yeah. draft picks. 
they're drafting not a right having tackle. an offensive tackle. Yeah, they're they're drafting a right tackle. I I I I if they don't, I, okay, we don't have anybody. That's the th- and that's predicts uh, the franchise. So yeah. All right, uh, Andre, let's get some comments here. Uh, Andre says uh, if they sign a right, right tackle, uh, do they need a right tackle at eighteen? Well, it depends on who they sign, I guess. If they're signing a starter, uh, let's see. I'll put it this way: you can be talking about this off air. To me, if they sign Illuminor or somebody like that to a one, maybe two-year contract, then yes, I still say you draft a right tackle. But if you sign somebody like Trent Brown to a longer contract, then maybe you could push it down farther. Maybe and maybe you can take a shot and get 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 to that forty-nine like you're talking about there. I mean, Trent Brown's older though, right? He's like 36. 36. Uh, yeah. Or am I confusing him with someone else? I, I don't know his age to be honest. He's the one from the New England Patriots. I, I, I don't. I don't know his. I honestly don't know his, his age off the top of my head to be honest. I'm not sure. He's 30 years old, so I'm sorry. I'm confusing him with somebody else. So no, yeah, Trent Brown. If you're signing him to a four or five year deal, um, but the, my thing is, I don't think you can afford to do that. That's the th- yeah. That's the thing too. Because yeah. you're, how much money do you already have committed? What to, of, uh, to Joe, I don't exactly know how much we had committed to Joe. That's the big contract, and then you got T, who they're probably going to tag. Well, I'm talking about just on the offensive line. Oh, you got the big money to Orlando. Oh, Orlando, you got big Ted money Karras. to Karras and big money to Kappa already. Yep. Now Jonah's big money is coming off. Yeah, but cool. you're going to rep- and seemingly replace that with a first round pick at right tackle or Trent Brown or Illuminor. Now here's a possibility that I don't think many people are talking about is correct me if I'm wrong. Harris and Kappa are both free agents after this season, correct? No, Harris is after this season. Kappa's got one more year. So I'm just throwing it out there just to get it on the record. If someone, they were to draft, let's say, Jackson Powers Johnson, mm-hmm. the center from Oregon, this year, you move. He takes he slides into left guard this year and replaces Volson, who is clearly the weak link up front. Right. Then he moves over to center to replace Karras next year, and you can you know address the left guard position in another way. I'm just throwing that out just to get it on the record. I wouldn't. My feelings wouldn't be hurt there either. I wouldn't be surprised that that is that where, where, where that is seems he, like a Bengals thing to do. Right now, where, where would he? Where do you have him at as far as being drafted? He's is he he's is he at eighteen or is he? Is he, he is overall eighteen on my board right now. Okay, okay, and was clearly the best. I want to say I think Jackson Powers Johnson was the best player overall at the Senior Bowl. Right. Yeah. He looked. He looked very good. Yeah. So Especially when he's this, taking on that big boy uh, uh, sweat. Yeah. This <laughs> Texas. Was, this, this was my ninth year covering the senior bowl as media member. And he is the only offensive lineman I have ne- go through two days of practice and never lose a rep in the one-on-ones. Yeah. Never lost. Never seen that before. Sometimes you get beat and, you you know, everything else is great. He never lost a rep, and he's just so powerful, so strong, and quick, great hands. I'm not sure he's there at 18. That's the, I, we did a live mock draft last week on our show, and I had the Broncos drafting him at 12. So, and that, but that that's a that's a Bengal thing to do. What they've done, like like we talked about off air, the Miles Murphy move, where they draft you know for the future, which ahead. yeah, which I would make sense. But the only way it would make sense to me is they got somebody at right tackle, and, or or well, you got to have somebody at right tackle, and well, it goes to your point. You get him, uh, Powers Johnson at eighteen, and then at forty nine. If it's if, if the draft 
works that way. You can get another right tackle that you know whoever you sign, he can replace that guy in a year. You know that that's you know that's that's the way that can work out. But then that leaves us with our tier defensive line, where sweat by then sweat would be gone. Uh, uh, the guy from Texas A&M would probably be gone. You know those are guys that I would like to get. Am I am I correct? At, at some point, at some point, you have to develop offensive linemen. You yeah. have to draft oh, yeah. and develop offensive linemen. Yeah. That is the biggest curse against the Bengals right now is their inability to do that. That's why they haven't been able to finish the job. Right, and that's why they're about to enter a level of salary capness they've never entered before. Where you're now a contending team, and you have to pay to keep your team a contending team. And but to do that, you have to draft and develop players. And especially at the offensive line where you have five of them have to start every game. Right mm-hmm. now you have one guy on a rookie contract up front. You have free agent signings everywhere else, mm-hmm. with the exception of Jonah, I guess, who's on his fifth-year option. But even then, that's the most money you can pay a rookie is that fifth-year option right. that they're paying Jonah or paid Jonah this past season, I should say. So that, to me, is something they've got to do. It's something Kansas City's done, and they're consistently contending. Mm-hmm. And it's something that Detroit has done probably better than any other team. Oh, they're all the awesome. Yeah, they're it, all it's, it's great. And they all drafted, they're all drafted guys and developed. So that's something the Bengals have to get right. I don't know if it's the offensive line coach. I don't it's I don't know if it's a Frank Pollock issue. I don't know if it's a it it's was a two different coaches and they have it was a Jim Turner yet. issue for sure. He yeah, was for sure. He was all, yeah, he was awful. Uh, and, but, <laughs> I agree with that. Has the offensive line really developed any more under Frank Polly than did under Jim Turner? I mean, these I, are hard hitting questions yeah, that I mean, Bengals fans should be asking, and they're not. I I have been. I mean, no. I, I've been asking, but I mean, right. they're they're not exactly. I came out and said they're not changing anything, so it's kind of a a moot point. I mean, they're not going to yeah. change it. So I'm like, all right. I mean, that's one of the things I kind of said at the end of the year. You know, I like Frank Pollock, but they this offensive line has not. I mean, it's better than it was the year we went to the Super Bowl. We got better players, but full full you stop. Know, but you well, paid you paid significant capital right, to right. get there, mm-hmm. and that's and that's significant capital you can't spend right at other places. Like we want to keep we want to extend T Higgins. Yeah, we want to extend Jamar Chase. We'd love to do that both this off season. Well, that's the thing is if if that if just what you're saying if if you can't get Jackson Paris Johnson you get him you move Karras over to guard and Volson on the bench till till you know next year and you get a right tackle at 49 that could be a pretty good starting point you got your future center center your future right tackle whatever you say about Cordell Volson but you know he, he could be a future guard and Orlando Brown's not going anywhere so yes. that that could be the start of a, of a good. Young offensive and athletic, <laughs> athletic right. would be nice offensive line. So yeah. I'm not that you're, you're you're bringing up some good points that I'm not because I keep saying it's Trent. This draft for me is trenches, 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 trenches. We got it's got to be it's got to be the, the the offensive line and it's got to be the defensive line because because Brian our, our run defense was awful last year and, and, and yeah yeah and, D, and D, that was with DJ Reader. I love DJ DJ. It wasn't yeah. his fault, but with him being hurt. And I don't know if they're going to sign him. I don't know what kind of version we're going to get of him. You got BJ Hill and nothing. So you got to get, you got to sign at least two and draft one or two in, 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 uh, defensive uh, uh, tackles there, right? Interior line guys, I think. Yeah. You, I mean, you're, I, I, the thing is, I don't think they're going to be able to go out and get a top tier defense. Tag. You're not signing Chris Jones. No, no, that's not happening. No, but uh, the, uh, what about the guy from, uh, uh, 
Baltimore. Um, oh, Matabike. Yes. What about him? I mean, that that's one that that's. I, I would imagine he's going to get the second biggest defensive right. tackle contract out there. Never after mind Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Chris Jones is, Chris Jones is going to get the mega bucks, right. mm-hmm. and then I think Matabike is going to get the. He's going. I think he'll go 100 million plus. Okay. Yeah. So those those uh, two are out. Well, I said if they could do what they did the the. I've said this a couple of times on the show. If they can do what they did the year, the offseason 2021 when we went to the Super Bowl, where they signed a whole bunch of, I hate to say lower tier guys, but Trey Hendrickson wasn't Trey Hendrickson. I mean, he, he didn't, Mike right. Hilton wasn't Mike Hilton. You know, DJ Reader was. BJ Hill wasn't, you know, they, we got it for Billy Price. You know, they got these guys, and Lou was able to to bring their level play up. That's where I think if free agents, that's what they got to try and do. Now, I'm confident in Ludini of being able to do that. I'm not so confident. And Frank Pollock, he hasn't proven it yet that he can do that. But I, that they're going to have to add in free agency. They can't fix it all in the draft. They're, they're, the, the holes are too big on the uh, defensive line and the, the the offensive line. I think. I mean, there's some guys like I say uh, a popular name I'm seeing thrown out there is uh, Grover Stewart from the Colts. Yeah, as, as a potential guy to go out and sign. Sheldon Rankins, a guy I loved coming out uh, uh, when he was coming out of Louisville, is a guy I think that. Uh, would would be a good add. I love Javon Kinlaw uh, coming out a few years ago, but he has not uh, performed that great for the 49ers. Uh, he's a free agent as well. But if the, the the price is right, yeah, you know, that, and, I, th- a, and I think that's going to be the signings that they're going to make. Like yeah. you said, kind of like they did in 21. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to because they can't afford to get the big guys. Yeah. They have to be creative. Like- be creative too. Like, like right. there's some teams maybe trying to get rid of something like like a BJ Hill mm-hmm. was. And we is that not the greatest trade oh. the Bengals have ever made? BJ yeah. Hill for um, Billy Price. But um, you need to get creative. Uh, take one of those that that comp fifth round pick mm-hmm. and give it off to somebody who's trying to unload one of these these guys. I mean, you got it. They they need to start thinking like that as well, getting a little more th- out of their comfort zone a little bit as far as trading draft picks and, and using pick swaps yes. in trades and stuff like that. It's just not something they've done. Um, it's something I'd like to see them do. Uh, but if if offensive I mean, while we're talking about interior defensive linemen, I, I do think that's a highly good chance that that's where they end up going at 18 mm-hmm. um, if, if they don't go with the right tackle. Uh, and Brock Bowers doesn't miraculously fall uh, to 18. Um, Please, so, God. <laughs> so you're at that point, you're looking at two guys that fit the bill uh, that could be on the board, realistically could be on the board at 18. And that's and they're both, to me, pass rush first uh, interior defensive linemen. And that's Johnny Newton uh, from Illinois and um, Byron Murphy from Texas. Uh both guys, like I said, just quick first steps, great arm usage. They get to the backfield in a hurry. Both solid run defenders, but that's not their forte. But I think if you want to get the Chris Jones-ness uh, to this defense, uh, upgraded upgrades from B.J. Hill, if you will, those two guys fit that bill, and I think that's – like the 12 to 20 range is where those guys are coming to come off the board. I've seen Johnny Newton uh, with some of the bigger draft guys like Daniel Jeremiah, and, and these guys have him available at pick 30. That to me is crazy talk. Wow. I, I, I think Johnny Newton's, uh, I got him as a top 10 player in this draft class. 
Well, I so, know uh, Jeff Hobson from uh, Bengals.com. He did his first or second mock draft. He's got uh, going to the Bengals at 18. I was just looking yeah. at that before. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, so at that, if Hobson's talking, then the, the building, so they're talking about <laughs> <his own building. laughs> That's what I, that's what I was thinking. He, he, he's oh. heard that in the hallway. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, that, 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 that's, that's a good note. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm not against that, but, Damn it, Brian! We we gotta we gotta get this off at the line fixed. That's that's I, to me that's the thing, dude. It's like this has been the Achilles heel of this freaking team is this offensive line, and I, I just from what we did in twenty one, we fixed the defensive line through these free agent guys. That's where I'm like, we can do it again. We already they already know they can do it. Now they haven't been able to draft a, guy, a, a right tackle or a center. All you know that's the part. It's like. But if you if, if with this to me it's like there's so many good offensive linemen in this draft they can't fuck it up right <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I mean you would hope not right <laughs> but um, that's the thing though defensive line is not as deep right as mm-hmm. the offensive tackle position is mm-hmm. or even the interior offensive line position but which we didn't go into that beyond jackson powers johnson but this is a pretty deep group of guards and centers what's your thoughts on uh, sweat i really i really liked him he's a big dude but i his, his weight and everything i know people worry about them but i don't know I, I saw him in senior bowl and when he's power going straight at you dude he's he's hard to stop bo, bo limmer is a very good uh, guard prospect in this draft class. I'm I'm thinking probably a, like a fourth, fifth round like guard, but he's a very good. He's going to be drafted. And Tavondre Sweat, defensive tackle from Texas, folded him up like an accordion. Like his his he had him up so his knees bit over backwards. It was it was amazing. I did. I saw that uh, one. to see, and you're like, holy. That's how my. I said, I said, like, like you oh almost have God. to retire after that, man. It was <laughs> like, so bad. Hey, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> but uh, Devondre Sweat became only the second player I've ever seen refused to weigh in at the Senior Bowl. Right. And, uh, and, and does that does that worry you? Is no. that a concern? Because to me, like whatever the hell he weighed, he could move. <laughs> you, you know. know? Uh, the thing is, he's going to weigh in next week at the combine, and he'll probably weigh in three sixty. Mm-hmm. I'm just 360, 362 is my guess. My guess is he weighed 375 at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, he's like, no, I'm good. I'll just, <laughs> let me cut this for the combine, and then I'll get this officially on the record. Because that's what Devontae Smith did. He he came down to the Senior Bowl and didn't weigh in because right. he knew he probably weighed about a buck fifty, And he got his weight up to, I think, like 170 at the combine, but ain't no damn way – that guy's 170, yeah. you know, playing weight. And, like, Tavondre Sweat is not – I mean. So, is it, Sweat – is because I think before the Senior Bowl, he was more second round. Did he push himself up to, to late first round, you think, or is he still back in the second round? I, I'm not ruling it out, but I think he's going to be more of a high second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he's going to fall to 49. We're, but, to me, the second round – is always weird to me because you have the night off. Mm -hmm. So teams are going to restack that board. And what you start Start seeing, (laughs) what you start seeing is that next day teams, and you almost inevitably see speed Mm -hmm. go at the top because, all right, we got to get this guy. So you see receivers, corners, and then offensive tackles. Because especially if some of these offensive tackles, like if, if, if teams are like, hey, this class is deep, let's go somewhere else. And then we'll come back to the tackle. 
that's how you see those offensive tackles start falling into the top of the second round. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys that we think are going to be first round picks might be available. Hell, we did a mock that mock draft we did last week. We had JC Latham fall out of the first round. I, really? We were both shocked. shocked. <laughs> like, holy crap. We didn't put JC Latham in here. <laughs> so maybe that was just oversight on our part. Right. But maybe, but stuff like that happens every year in the draft. You're, you're left sitting there at the end of night one. How the hell is that guy still on the board? How the hell and, the Bengals not draft a tight end? <laughs> right. That's what happens. Right. So it's uh it's like that. But with Devondre Sweat, to me, he is the nose tackle in this draft class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After that, there are other guys I'm not sure get drafted before midday three, midday third round, I should say, or early fourth round. Guys like McKinley Jackson from Texas AM is another one. And there's a few others that um, are, are nose tackle prospects that are going to go much later. But that's a position that's almost being phased out or, mm -hmm. or isn't high prioritized, so to speak. So when you get a guy like DJ Reader, you know, and the Bengals got him at his peak years. That oh, was yeah. a, one of the better free agent signings they probably ever had. Mm -hmm. um, so they got him at his peak, him and Trey Hendrickson both. They got them on – they got them both they on the ascension. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they got them at exactly the right time and exactly the right price. Yeah. And that's kind of what they need to do again this year in the, in the free yeah. agency. They need, need to find those guys. You got to get lucky. Yeah. Almost. yeah or, I mean, or, 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 or scout, have your pro scouting department do identify these guys and make the play. But uh, I think Sweat could be on the board at 49, but likely not. Yeah. That's the thing is like a DJ Reader, they actually paid a pretty good penny for him too. It wasn't like he, they got him on the cheap; they got him at the right time. I think I think at the time he was the highest paid nose tackle. I think I might be I might be wrong on that, but I think I think he was. Now we got some questions in here uh, about uh, wide receivers. Uh, when will the Bengals draft them? How good's the class? Because like I said, we got T Higgins, who unless hope the guy they sign him, but I don't I don't think that age is going to let him sign. I think it's most likely they're going to tag him. I don't think Tyler Boyd is going to uh, resign, or the, I think the Bears are going to be done with him. That's the reason they drafted, like we talked about, they drafted Miles Murphy last year. It's the reason they drafted Chuck Jones. They drafted Yoshiba, well, mostly Chuck Jones, but Yoshiba is more on the outside. Wide receivers here. Where? How is this draft class? And I don't see the Bengals looking at draft you know, wide receiver till third at the earliest. Yeah, third, fourth round. It's about where I'm at. I think day three. Yeah, is okay. the earliest that even comes unless okay. unless something stupid happens and somebody just falls in their lap. That's such a high value on the board that you've got to pull the trigger. Right. Um, and I'm not ruling that out as a possibility because, like I said, crazy shit happens, man. It depends and on what, and the things you, you know. There's always going to be a run, a run on something, right. tackles, offensive right. line, it's something that there always is. Yeah, that's what you always have to. Be uh, but to answer to. The, for the depth of the yeah. class, I think it's deep. I don't think it's as deep as it was last year. Uh, I think you have a good array of skill sets. I think you have uh, a good number of outside guys and a good number of inside guys as well. Uh, as far as the Bengals are concerned, I don't know that they're going to go into this draft with, like I said, that being high priority. I think they saw enough, at least out of Yoshi Voss, to be. Um, intrigued i yeah. guess mm -hmm. I, I i i'm gonna be honest I, I that was probably the more one of the more disappointing uh things of of joe burrow getting hurt was not seeing 
um, Yoshi Voss be able to develop with him at quarterback to right. see what he could do. Now, we saw a good bit of him down the stretch there, but I think what you could end up seeing is maybe Yoshi Voss, I think, is such a good athlete and still, still kind of raw that you could almost maybe see him as a big slot. I that see that I've kind of brought that up and people think I'm crazy for that. I'm like, no, I, I don't think it's crazy at all. He can do it. But I think also what you could see more of next year, and I think we will see more of, is when Yoshi Voss comes in the game, Chase, Chase comes yep. inside. Mm-hmm. And yep. when Chase is in the slot, mm-hmm. good things happen. Now that that I like even more than Yoshi Voss because Chase, and that's right. the thing. Which I, I hope they. I do don't want him to do it all the time. Yeah, but, I want to move, move Chase right. around, do different stuff with because, like they did a little bit last year, but not enough. And I, it might be because Burrow was hurt or whatever, and he had the you know he's hurt the calf. And then he, that's the done it a lot of things. Yeah, I that's think, the, yeah as far as development goes. Yeah, so I that, mean that's I, I like it a lot of things. I like to see Jamar in the backfield more too. I, I I like I like that not not necessarily the sweeps, but you know. As a screens and all that stuff in the backfield, but the, the the slot is where I can totally see that more than Yoshi Voss. To be honest, you put Yoshi on the outside, and you got T on the outside, and and Chase uh, and, and on the slot. That's where I think I could see it happening more often. But it also depends on who who they draft. But yeah, I don't. I just I think they they again we talked about how they draft for future, and that's where I'm like they might not draft a, a wide receiver. I mean, because of what they did. Because I know people, some people are kind of down on on, on Charlie Jones. I what I saw, Charlie, I think he could be. There's something there, you know. I, I, he got hurt and all that stuff, but I think there's something there. What's, what's your thoughts on Charlie Jones? I, Charlie Jones is fine, but he is what he is now is what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any development out of Charlie Jones at all. He is he's fast, he's shifty, he's a great special teams guy, right? But he's also been banged up a lot. But he's older, where Yoshivas is still raw, right? Because he played at Princeton and ran track, so he's he's <laughs> still got a lot of things that you can mold into. And you have no like the man was like a was a heptathlete or yep, something. Heptathlete, yep, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. So like I said, if they draft a wide receiver, I don't. I mean, I think it might come in the fifth round when they have two picks or in the seventh round when they have two picks. I I think it's going to be in one of those type deals where they're drafting a guy late, just throwing a couple names out there that could be there, like Anaya Smith is a slot guy from Texas A&M. you got Ryan Flournoy from Southeast Missouri State is a guy I like in that uh, late round area. And then – like I said, Anthony Gold is another one. He's a smaller slot guy, but he's another punt return. And that's a guy that he actually ran a punt back for a touchdown in the East-West Shrine game. He's a guy that if you're drafting like someone like Anthony Gold, you're bringing him in as direct competition to Charlie Jones' spot. Right. Which I, I'm never opposed to, uh, to, to for, for no. competition. I'm never opposed to that. I, I, I want – Everybody to have competition. Any anybody that was drafted, in my opinion, on day three, is always going to be fighting for their spot. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't until I don't they get a that. second contract. Right. Then, then you know, then they're then they're in. Then they're in. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now the big co- topic conversation again this offseason is Joe Mixon. Um, I, I, I uh, Chase Brown. I, I think 
had flashes. I think I think he uh, is a good running back. I don't think he is there to be our number one guy. Um, I think Mixon's coming back, to be honest. But I do think they're drafting a running back. What's your thoughts on Mixon, and what's your thoughts on the running backs in this draft class, and where would the Bengals, if they're going to? Again, I do, do they put running back above wide receiver? Because I kind of do. I think so. I, I think wide. I think running back's above wide receiver. So because we we got Mixon and we got Chuck, we got Chase Brown, and that's pretty much it. You know, I thought we had that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume Travion. I, I mean, Travion Williams. It, he's been there what five years now. You yeah. know what he is. Yeah. Um, Good to dude. Me, great dude. I bet Travion's yeah, a great no, dude. I, but, yeah. Travion Williams was my number one running back in his in his class. I loved him coming out. He obviously hasn't played like that. Right. But I loved him coming out, so I'm not going to slack. Yeah, I'm not going to slack on him at all. Yeah, no, but, I, I think he, I think he comes back. I, I'm not saying they move on for Travion. I think, I, I think he, he comes back, but they still need somebody else in that room. I think. Hot take: I don't know that we have a running back taken in the first two rounds. Yeah, my, my, I, 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 I just, yeah. I don't. I mean, first but two, I think that, in that third, now in that third round where I think the Bengals might be in the market, I think you could have six. Maybe six go in the third round. I think there there's good enough players that you're going to happen. I I would be I'm curious to where Texas has I am the Bengals have done this a lot and it hasn't always really worked out. We're drafting a guy coming off an injury. Yeah, I am not opposed to drafting in that third round Jonathan Brooks out of Texas. Really? Who before the ACL injury this year could have been the first running back taken in his class. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he need, need you for a running back. It's not the end of it's not. No, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Bengals haven't actually had the best track record in doing this either. Cedric Boyhe, <laughs> Billy Price. I mean, yeah, yeah. we can go on and on. Yeah. Here. We, we don't have to drug up bad memories. <laughs> But, you know, it, but someone like Blake Corum from Michigan, uh, Marshawn Lloyd from Southern Cal, I think is going to be on the board there. Uh, Ray Davis from Kentucky, I think, is a guy. Maybe I, in the fourth round. I liked him round. a lot. I, yeah. I didn't see Kentucky play a lot, but in the senior bowl, I liked him a lot. I really like Isaiah Davis from South Dakota State in that area. Home run hitter speed is Jalen Wright uh, out of Tennessee. Jawar Jordan from Louisville is another good player. I love Frank Gore Jr. out of Southern Miss. He's just small. He's not a number one back. Yeah. Uh, ideally, what I think you do is draft a, a, a running back in that third round, maybe fourth round, and have him. And ch- basically, I, I would love to see like a 40 30 30 split with mm-hmm. Mixon back because he's still, his deal's not unbearable this year. So not you're going to pay him. You're going to pay him anyway, whether you cut him or and, not. And I don't, I don't see them. Trying to go back to him back to back years and I try to get him to restructure again. I just right. Uh, so just play out the contract this year and be done with it, but cut the carries back, cut mm-hmm. the, the the reps back. Let's get yeah. Chase Brown on the field more, and whoever you draft more, and let's kind of go with that. Let's kind of keep it even. Um, you, I mean, essentially, you got to draft somebody that can pass block mm-hmm. or or, or, or be, at least be passable at it. Yeah, we so, got to hit somebody. Somebody. So, uh, I, I, that's right. I think Trayvon Williams is actually yeah. the best one at that, to be right. honest. Will Shipley from Clemson would be another that would fit in that type of area that they would look at um, to draft it running back. But I think I think third round at the earliest, probably fourth, 
fifth round again. All right, Strand, uh, 420 here says, uh, I see, I got my mouse to work here. Hey, come on. All right, he says, uh, Braylon Allen, 6'2", 245, 440, 40 yard da dash, and he can catch. So he's a big no, Braylon. Braylon Allen's a good player. He's my number two running back overall. I don't think he's going to be in the range of where, where the Bengals is, 80. I haven't looked that far. 80 something, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be there where they're going to be at in the third round. All right, what uh see here. Ken wants to know uh right from Tennessee. Uh, big uh, speed. He's he's one of the top speed guys. He he may be the fastest running back at the combine uh next week. I will find are you are you going to the, uh, you're going to combine, right? No. Oh, you're not? Oh, I can't, I can't I can't. the combine's not 3 miles from my house, dude. <laughs> see, the combine's closer to me. It's only an hour and a half away. So yeah, yeah, they, I'm, that, I'm going to the to the combine. I'm going uh Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. a flight for me, and that's, yeah. that's just not something. That's, that's, the, that's senior, what I, the, the Senior Bowl is three miles from yeah. my front porch. That one I'll probably never go to. I, I hope so. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to go to Senior Bowl sometime. But I, I like going – last couple of years we went to the to the Combine, and like I said, I hope they never move it from Indy. I hope they keep it there because it's easy for me to get to. Pick uh, 80 is, is where they're at in third. Okay, pick 80 there. All right. Uh, here, Andre um, wants to know, uh, wide receiver from LSU and a tight end from Texas in the second round if they sign a rag tackle to a three-year contract. Which uh, which wide receiver from LSU? Brian Thomas Jr. is the okay. one he's, he's talking. Malik Neighbors is is long gone before that. Yeah. I assume now if Malik Neighbors is on the board at eighteen, <laughs> sprint that card up, yeah. baby. <laughs> I don't I don't uh, think Neighbors. If Malik, if Malik Neighbors is on the board, he gas mask uh, bong. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, that's not a bad thing. Not, I mean, that anything, not that there's anything wrong with I, that. I, dude, actually, the, the way, uh, the way, uh, uh, oh, who was the, the, who was the tackle? Um, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, the yeah. way, way he's played, I, I think if somebody comes out with a video like that, I don't think they'll give two craps about it anymore. Because <laughs> that did nothing. I mean, that, that he's been a really good player. But Brian Thomas Jr., I, I presume, is a receiver he's talking about and was, I think, the leading uh, touchdown receptions in the nation this year. Uh, he's he's very good, and he's should be available at eighteen. I just I man, if things broke down with with T Higgins, if that happens, right? Like mm -hmm. like you've agreed to tag and trade him or something if you're taking a wide receiver at eighteen. Um, now J T Sanders, the Texas tight end at forty nine, is intriguing if mm -hmm. he's available. I, I definitely think that could be in play. Now, my question is, um, <clears throat> all right, if you, you brought that up there, uh, tag, and, tag, and, uh, tag and trade T, <clears throat> which it, it is a possibility. I don't really think – I don't think they're going to do it. But if you – When's the last time that happened? Uh, where, where a team tags somebody and, and then see, trade the, the, the only way it would, it would work is if it, you tag them and then you allow that team to negotiate an extension right. for them. That's the only right. – nobody's going to – Because T then has to sign the tag. Right. Yeah, because no, nobody's going to just trade for him for a one year tag. That's not going to happen. Nobody's going to. You got to be able to get a extension out of them. So I, there was there was somebody who did that. I, I can't remember. I, 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 that's the reason I know that. I mean, it's happened, but I'm just saying it not doesn't. It, it, it doesn't happen as often as fan bases. Oh, everything is. It's, yeah, it's, it's not mad. You know. No, yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's like, and, and what's what's cracking me up is. Is the, the the national media are like, oh, they either gotta they gotta tag him and, and, and trade him, or they just gotta let him go. I'm like, what? They're not gonna. Do you know the Bengals? Like, they're not gonna let him go. <laughs> like, oh, he's he's one of the best wide receivers of all. They're not gonna let him go. And like you said, the tag and trade is kind of it's kind of hard. But oh, just just for shits and giggles here, if they were to tag and trade him, 
I'm not taking anything less than a second round. I mean, I'm trying to get a first round out of them, to be honest. But that is with them. The, that team gets to, gets to sign him and all that stuff. But I, I'm not, like I said, second round is, is it. If you don't get that, then I'm keeping them. Best case scenario in the tag and trade situation is, um, to me, Carolina offers you 33. Ooh. Uh, and to me, that's the best case scenario. Not sure that's going to happen. Um, Chicago doesn't have a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- that kind of rules them out. Not that there's not other wide receiver needy teams that couldn't jump in. Well, I think bringing up Jacksonville and people bring up Tennessee. Those are the two big teams I hear hear the most. Uh, Tennessee would be right of uh, interesting because of now you have a you now have a dance partner down there that you know really well, mm-hmm. and you think you could get the better value. Uh, you could get a trade done and a deal done that benefits both teams. Right that way. I, I think it's in, in a tag and trade, the unlikely, it's the second most unlikely uh, of the three. It's number two of yeah. the options. Um, you get like a second round pick in this year's draft and maybe a third round pick in 25. Because if you just let him go, your best pick that you're going to get, and that's saying he signs the biggest free agent deal of any other player this offseason, you sign nobody mm-hmm. to offset it. The best pick you're going to get is the 97th pick in the 2025 draft. That's that's, that's never going to happen, dude. Right, and that, that's not. That just drives you nuts with these 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 national guys because I listen to the ESPN radio in the morning sometimes, and Chris Canty is like, oh, the guys that I, I wouldn't tag him. T.A. is up there, I wouldn't tag him. Like, because they're like, oh, you know, it's going to cost too much money, yada, yada. I'm like, it's only for one year, <laughs> you know. Everybody keeps talking about you got to, you got to sign, these, you gotta sign Jamar. I'm like, but Jamar isn't going to get signed. His contract's going to kick in for two years. And these tag offs that say that, it's like, guys, the cap is going up right. at minimum nine million from what it was last year. It was two thirty four last year. I think it's going to at minimum be two forty three. There are reports out there now. They think they're going to announce that the cap's going to be two hundred and fifty million for this year, <laughs> which would be sixteen million more. Than it was a year ago, and for what I've heard, we have and Burrow's contract doesn't toll until next year. Burrow's right. still on his rookie contract, right? And the thing is, and I think I think I've heard we uh, we got like forty nine million to spend. Yes, already. That, already. That's that's, so. that's on what then that's before the additional seven million, right? So that's where I'm like, people keep saying we can't afford. It's like they can, and the thing is too, Brian is is. Joe has said this. He said in like his last press conference that there's stuff in place where he can, you know, help out. You know, defer money. He didn't say defer money, but you know, defer money or, or whatever. There's stuff in place that he said in his contract, and he said it before that he's going to try to do stuff to try to keep his weapons around. And Jamar Chase has even said that. So I mean, there's stuff there. I mean, the Bengals they do some dumb stuff sometimes, but here lately they've done some pretty smart things, and I think they've. They've done the right stuff to try to keep T at least under the tag. I don't know if they could they could sign him because I th- the, his agent is <laughs> wants all guaranteed money and get as yeah. much money as he can, which is what he's supposed to do. But I, that's where I, I I've come to to conclusion that I don't think T's here after next year. But I think he's here. I think they tag him at minimum. I think he's here at least through this year. And I don't. I, I'm not sure what the tag. I mean, they won't announce the tag numbers until I guess. Whenever, but it's I assume it's going to be about twenty four to twenty five million mm-hmm. on a one year deal, which isn't great, right? But <laughs> it is what it is. 
Um, it, it would be great if you could extend him. And I and I can tell you there's at least three teams right now that don't want you to extend to you because that's the other teams. I mean, I was in the I was in the car at the combine or the senior bowl all week with a writer for the Browns. It's a good friend of mine, and he doesn't want the Bengals to re-sign T. Higgins. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> so hell, he wants the Browns to sign T. Higgins. What's the, okay, that cracks me up right there. Where Browns fans actually think they can they can't afford to sign T. <laughs> They're they're in cap hell. They they can't do it. So, am I am I wrong on that? I mean, do you, do you think that, that there's a chance? My favorite thing is if just something happens to Deshaun Watson, where he can't play again ever and has to medically retire, their cap hit for this year is something like a hundred and six. Like they would have no salary cap at all. One of the dumbest. We talking about one of the, one of the great trades when we we got BJ Hill. That has to be one of the Dumbest trades ever. If it I mean, doesn't, like, if he doesn't return to Houston Texan form, this yeah. is it's going to be one of the worst trades in a long time. Yeah, and how funny was it? Baker Mayfield went, went farther in the playoffs than, than the Browns did. What I thought was hilarious was the fact, that, and and us at Draft Countdown included, we were all like, I can't believe Houston gave up their pick to Arizona in the trade back up for Will Anderson last year instead of giving up Cleveland's pick. Right. And it turns out their pick was, you know, later than Cleveland's pick ended up being, thanks to them throttling Cleveland into playoffs. <laughs> hilarious to me. It's oh. just hilarious that that worked out in their favor. Yeah, I, I feel I feel very, very bad for Browns fans. No, not really at all. Not, not at all. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I saw, I saw something on, it might have been Instagram or, or somewhere, or they, you know what? I'm not gonna say. It. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop. I'll tell it to you off air though. All right, all right. I tell you, yeah. Let, let me know. All right. Let's see. This is another thing that that people keep saying, and which is, I mean, Joe's is Joe's contract is part of Joe's contract guaranteed. I think it is, but I don't remember. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the signing bonus is guaranteed. Right. So I mean, that, that's where so whatever at. you see. The a matter of fact, and when you see any NFL contract ever. Whatever the sign-in bonus is, that is the guaranteed money. Right. And the thing is that, – that's, that's all a team is obligated to pay out. Anything beyond the guaranteed structure of the contract is basically bonus money that a player can get. And is, the Bengals, to their credit, though, they generally pay out their contracts. That's where I was about to go. I'm like, the, you sign you know, with the Bengals, it's basically guaranteed. They don't yeah. – they, you're there the full contract. That, I mean – you know, people talk shit about Mike Brown and them, but I mean, they do pay out the contract. They're not like a lot of these teams where they sign a guy to a five-year deal for fifty million dollars and then cut him after one and only pay him ten. You don't see that in Cincinnati. Yeah, so the two twenty, yeah, there yeah, you go, yeah, two twenty guaranteed. guaranteed but he'll see every bit of that two seventy-five. Oh, he's, yeah, he's not doing actually. Money. They'll probably extend him at the point of the two twenties over with. Oh yeah, and sh- spread it out, and he, he'll get even more yep. money. But yeah, yep. yeah, that's that's where I'm like. I don't think that's the issue. I'm like, I like, like <clears throat> the, the 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 issue with T Higgins, the agent has never worked with the Bengals ever that I know of. He's never signed anybody with the Bengals, so I don't know if it's him and Katie butt heads and like each other, whatever. But <clears throat> now this is where Corey Dillon has come on here and said, like, dude, if T wants to stay here, he needs to tell his agent get it done so I can stay here. Not not that he's here for pennies on the dollar, but if you're talking. Two million, three million dollars. If you're talking eighteen to twenty million, I mean, dude, 
that's not worth leaving Joe Burrow and this franchise to go get an extra two or three million. If, if, if it's that close, it's it's, it's often that we we you know, we hear about these agents or whatever. But at some point, you have to realize the agent works for the player, right? Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. The player, if the player wants to stay, in this case, T. Higgins wants to stay in Cincinnati. He just goes to David. Is it David Magletta? Is that his D- name? David Mulligetta, yeah. Mulligetta, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that guy. That guy. He just goes to him saying, look, Hoss, either you do this mm-hmm. and I stay here or I, I go somebody hire somebody <laughs> right. else. I go right. to Rock Nation or whatever. I, well, that's always cracks me up. CAA. And, and these these players always say, well, it's up to my agent now. Like, no, it's, it's really – it's up to you if you want to stay here. Now, you still get yeah. the final decision if you want to – play for this contract or whatever he negotiates it but it's up to you and, that, and that's where if that's where it killed me with jesse bates like he loved it here all this stuff the great awesome dude you went to atlanta you got your money and you got your pro bowl which i don't know why the hell you was an all pro that. this year in atlanta. i can't I, I can't fault just I, i'm not gonna say anything bad about Jesse. no bates. i'm just i'm just saying i well it drives me up to he got his all pro in atlanta he could should have got it the last two years in, in, with the Bengals. He, he was all pro then, in my opinion. Well, but that's, thing that's is, another like, issue with Cincinnati yeah, and well, the voters yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's where I'm like, you, I, you, and I'm not going to, I never am going to go against anybody getting get as much money as you want. Football players, go get as much money as you want. But don't come and say you want to stay here and then go get the bag and, and leave. I just, I don't know. I always kind of just, when they say, oh, it's up to my agent. Eh, it's not really up to the agent. You, if you want to stay, you can stay. That's kind of where I'm at. All right, so real quick here. Um, uh, safeties and cornerbacks. Uh, the Bengals, I think, need to draft another safety or at least sign one because I don't think Nick Scott uh, – I, I think they're moving on from him. Uh, is there a safety in the fourth, fifth round that you think they could possibly go? Cornerback, because you got Cheeto is – he's most likely not going to be re-signed. So is there – is there some cornerback safeties in there that are worth getting in the fourth, fifth round somewhere in there? I think corner is a spot that you'll see them attack. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted two corners okay. with their nine picks. Okay. Uh, I think because you also at some point have to, I think, come up with a better slot mm-hmm. uh, nickel corner. Well, well, do you think well, that's to, the, to replace Mike Hilton? Okay. So what if you drafted? A safety and you move, or you sign to safety and you move Dax to slot eventually. That's kind of wor- not the worst idea. Um, so in that vein, like if you're looking at safety in the say third to fourth round area, I think you're looking at guys like um, maybe a Kalen Bullock, a uh, little tackle allergic uh, at times. But uh, <laughs> we, we had enough of that this year. <laughs> but he's uh, he, he's got great range. Uh, Jaden Hicks from Washington State is a bigger guy at 6'3". Um, so well, uh, that's his listed weight or height anyway. Um, I'm intrigued by some guys like uh, some big hitters like Tyke Smith from Georgia, who I think also could play that slot corner role uh, down the line, as well as, you know, maybe Evan Williams, Oregon, some other guys that, you know, are, are down uh, – Maybe Tyson Anderson can actually stay healthy. I would Hasn't love to see yet. that. I love because that dude's do. a great athlete. Yeah. Now I'm like you. I want to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, corner, like I said, though, I think is is a lot deeper uh, with with guys up and down the class, both inside and out. I would love to see them go back to Michigan again because they seem to like Michigan corners. Uh, Mike Sainer still is a guy I would target uh, at 80 if he's okay. still on the board. 
uh, is, a, I think, an immediate – could be an immediate plug-and-play uh, nickel corner if something was to happen. Like Hilton's out for any length of time. He can play that or, or can back up on the outside as well early on. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Louisville is another guy I really like in that third, fourth round area, as well as um, like Cam Hart is a could be from Notre Dame, fourth round, uh, third, fourth round guy on the outside from Notre Dame. That sounds that sounds good to me. I mean, it, it's 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 gonna be very like I said, this is where it, it can go so many different ways. It's it's so interesting. Oh, the Bengals have big needs. But I think it's all can be addressed this year with free agency and the draft. It just depends on which way they're going to go. And like I, said, I think we're both in agree they're going to free agency is going to be like mid tier guys, kind of like what they did in twenty twenty one. And then if they can get you know the defensive tackle, uh, right tackle, then it's kind of I think it kind of goes to, to best player available if, if they're if they're there. That's kind of where where I'm at with them. But anyway. Brian, you've been on for an hour, 41 minutes. I appreciate you, brother. I didn't even realize you were on that long time. <laughs> I looked at the clock. Like, I can sit here and keep talking draft a lot. I, I, I do geek out on it. I don't, like I said, I don't I don't study it like you do, but I do love talking about it. And I, I, love, I love the integral. And, and you guys do a, a great job. Uh, good, good plugs and stuff. Tell everybody where they can fi- find your workout and your shows. Yep. Uh, go to draftcountdown.com. We have a mock draft. Uh, we'll have a 2024 mock draft, some longer than others. Uh, every Monday uh, between now and through the conclusion of the draft, um, we have team-specific mock drafts for everybody, not the Bengals, going up in the next month. I'll, I'm the only one that does the Bengals, baby. <laughs> at draft that, baby. Yeah. And uh, if you go to uh, – you can follow us. Go, go go subscribe to our YouTube channel, man, because uh, we, we – we, we, one, we just want – we need more subscribers. So go to <laughs> youtube.com slash the draft countdown and uh, subscribe there, man. And we go live every Wednesday night. Uh, and if you, if you're more interested in learning about uh, what relative athletics going Raz is the guy who created it is coming on the show tomorrow night. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ken is awesome. I've had him yeah, on so, a couple times. Yeah. I, I, so this, time, this time of year, I start getting the same guys on. I get you on. Yeah. I get Ken on. <laughs> yeah. All so these we'll guys have, on. We're gonna have Ken on tomorrow night. So yeah, go to YouTube.com/slash Draft Countdown. And as always, as you can see on the screen there, I can be found on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Right there. Do that. Go check it out, Brian. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to reach out to you again. We got we got another like what two months to the draft, so you know, oh, yeah. plenty of time. Things, things, especially after after free agency, that's gonna I yeah. think gonna. Well, that, that will definitely shape uh, mid-March. You can definitely start uh, hashing out a few things. That That's what we can start fi- – well, that's what I thought last year, and Miles Murphy's sitting there, and we didn't freaking draft him. But... <laughs> or Sam Laporta, but anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Brian, I appreciate you, bro. Take it easy. No problem. See ya. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that much. I did. Go check out Brian and the guys at Draft Countdown. They do a great job on there. I have them on uh, every year around this time, so go check them out. And uh, like I said, yeah, the threat, like I said, it's going to depend on what we do for free agency. That's I've said that all the time on here. We can talk about it, but he's got me intrigued at a right tackle. Like if you get uh, center at eighteen and then a right tackle at forty nine, that that that's interesting. I like that. Anyway, thanks for watching. I appreciate everybody out there uh, who's checking me out. Make sure you hit the uh, subscription button. Hit the uh, thumbs up. Share the show out. 
uh, to everybody as much as you can. Thanks to my sponsors uh, for the show, T Properties. Uh, go check them out, tpropertiesllc.com. Jackpot Joey, of course. You know, we got the brand, the hats, all that stuff. And, of course, uh, the best barbecue, I think, in the city of Cincinnati. Midwest Best Barbecue. Make sure you guys check it out. I've been live streaming on ZTV, YouTube, Facebook, X, Rumble. And you can follow me on all those along with Instagram, Threads, TikTok, all that good stuff. Got a great show coming at you tomorrow. We are live every day, Monday through Friday at 5.30. So make sure you check it out. And if you have missed any of the shows, go back on YouTube, go back on Facebook. You can find it. Uh, Twitter, it's all there. Other than that, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Throw it up. That's your sports, baby. See ya!